the UK, broadcasting around the world. Around the world. You're listening to the Mike Drop Club, hosted by Douglas Hamandiche. Message received. Message received. You do not need to know what you need. What you need. Just engage with the podcast feed. Just engage with the podcast feed. Providing weekly insights into cool stuff we've read, saw, did, or heard about what made us say, wow, eureka, damn, nothing is off limits. If it motivates and inspires you to reach your goals, then it shall be discussed. Featuring guest interviews from high performers and people of influence and weekly awards for the best mic drop moment. This podcast is guaranteed to leave you pumped up for the week ahead. Don't just live life, make life boom. That's right, people. It's Douglas Hamdiche for another episode of the Mic Drop Club. Today, I'm inspired to give you guys a, a talk, a discussion in around the great Sir or Captain Sir Thomas More, who was a popular captain. In the British Army, this is the guy that in his 100th year of living raised over 35 million for the NHS. This is the guy in the middle of the pandemic where when the pandemic first hit, decided to walk a thousand times around his garden to raise not only awareness, but raise money for the NHS that were struggling to um, support citizens in around the pandemic as all around the world, everybody was struggling to get to grips and understand what was happening. So in April of last year, he went on this quest, aged 99 years of age. He used his Zimmer frame. He used the support, friends, family, colleagues for this charity endeavor. This is a guy that put himself out there. This is a guy that basically challenged all sorts of stereotypes in terms of what can you do and achieve when you reach a certain age, this is a guy that made me really revisit what we mean by superheroes or superheroes. What do we mean by that? This is a guy that upheld values, principles to his very last breath. That that was all about duty. That was all concerned about looking after, looking out for each other. So I'm honoured to be honest. And I'm very, very humbled that I have with me to share this discussion, Jonas Freud. Welcome back to the Mike Drop Club. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. And uh, I, I'm looking forward for this talk Bri- again. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. We've got a, a bit of slight um, delay in the sound getting Jonas is coming all the way from Sweden. As if you don't, if you cannot recognize the accent, he's coming from Sweden. So, how how was Captain Tom, uh, or Cap Sir, Captain Tom Moore viewed in Sweden? Did you hear a lot about his endeavors? Yeah, uh, I have heard about him uh, uh, a, f- a few times, but the most impressive that I remember about him is that he is a really accountability man but um, he's been serving uh, the Navy I think uh, in Great Britain and that for me personally is like a man, a human being 
but actually living life and makes it boom, like you said. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Most definitely. And you know what? We should have done this right at the beginning. You know, the Mic Drop Club, we salute the great Captain Sir Thomas More. Here you go. Okay, guys, everybody ready? Atomic Mic Drop. There you go. That's for you. The one and only, the great Captain Sir Thomas More. Okay. He did his thing. He did his thing. And I was moved. I was really, really moved when I was hearing the comments back from celebrities that I've worked with him, um, from Michael Ball, you know, sending out these um, very positive messages in terms of how he was an inspiration to, to the whole nation. And I think the whole world. I come from a continent where we celebrate old age. You know, the wise man, the wisdom, the, the elders, all of this type of philosophy. And I'm feeling how, I'm thinking to myself, how much of that is lost, you know, in modern day society who are quick to talk about doing things online, you know, either tweeting, TikToking, Instagramming, Facebooking, whatever it is. I, I'm not seeing a lot of attention, a lot of, um, activities from the older generation. Are you, are you on the same wavelength for me when we're talking about that? What do you think? Uh, I think uh, one key is what you're talking about, but I mean, I also think it's like a lot of like old people, they becoming old because they use use uh, your their body more than a general human like mid 40 uh, like me myself my friends but we're not using our body as much as it's supposed to use and when you don't use it you lose it yes. so yes I, I think the old people, and I think without knowing uh, Sir Captain uh, Captain Sir uh, Tom Moore, I think he 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 just did the physical movement, and I think he was like uh, walking around with his wheelchair, even with that uh, every day. So I think the activities going down in the world and the the old people who is still ongoing, I can see that the old people who can adopt the new technology with TikTok and and that, they become more uh, healthy and uh, lively, I think. That's my feelings about the old people nowadays. Uh, you know, absolutely, absolutely. I think... In terms of engagement, um, when any any groups of people feel engaged with society, you can then see what they can bring and contribute to society. Um, we've, this endeavor by Captain Sir Tom Moore was a great feat. And there were other people, countless other people raising money. But in terms of the impact, the gravitas, the impact that this one individual made, you know, made it far, far outshone 
the physical age that he was presented with. This is the 99th year he's going on this endeavor. And um, I just want to share with you my thoughts around what, how we compare um, like for like. I remember growing up, we had a great cricketer by the name of Ian Bolton, and he walked all around the country. It's a great endeavor, but he'd done it when he was still in his peak years of life. He can walk around the British house, raising money. Great guy. He was, I think he was knighted for that. This is somebody that has fought in World War II. He only got knighted and recognized after this endeavor, which is shocking in my regards, but I'll leave that there. But I just want to say, when we are seeing people engage in society, that will bring to the table creativity, wisdom, um, knowledge, experience, that other people might not be able to connect and do as well. And that's what this guy did. He, he went on this quest and it was a beautiful journey to watch. I know I was counting the steps with him, watching um, BBC News in the morning. I was saying, oh, come on, you have to do it. You have to do it. Because some of, sometimes we look at ourselves and think we've got no energy. We've got apathy. You know, we feel lazy, particularly around uh, um pandemic. Most people have gained a couple of pounds. But some more pounds than others, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah. And the, the perception is, the perception is, I know for a lot of people aging, it is, I don't want to go into a nursing home. Because if I go into a nursing home, you know, I'm going to be stuck in that chair <laughs> and I just got to wither away. I will not be um, able to contribute. And yeah, yeah, exactly. And as, as you said, contribute and not controlling what other things and let you do when you get old. And if you can't walk, they just let you sit down in the chair and not to be active. But if I can prevent that to be active, do my job for myself and be accountability for myself, um, I think that makes it better for me in the future. And hopefully uh, my, my um, workout will be a benefit for me uh, <laughs> in the long term. Yeah, absolutely. Because there is a fear. It's a common fear amongst many, the, the fear of getting old. You know, um, yeah. I, was ta- I was taught about, I think, was it the three demons? Three or four demons. The first, the first demon is the, the fear of, yeah, just, just fear. Just fear itself. A lot of people don't achieve their goals if I frame it correctly, most people don't achieve their goals in life because they can't get over the first hurdle, which is fear, (laughs) you know? Uh, But when you get over this demon of fear, you get, you get visited by another challenge in your life because you have what's called clarity. If when fear is gone, you see things clearly. Yeah. And then with clarity, when people will see life with clarity, normally they assume very powerful positions because they do not get distracted by noise. They know what things are for what they are. So they, they normally reach positions of power and authority, people who overcome their fears, have clarity, and they assume power. 
But then the last demon that we all must face is a fear of death itself, the fear of getting old and dying. And I think as you were talking earlier about uh, what can we do in the run-up as we're aging, as we're speaking, we're aging, as we're breathing, we're aging, you know, to not to prepare ourselves. Yeah, to prepare, prepare ourselves, yes, it's the right thing to say, but also to keep ourselves young and and youthful as we old. Mm. Yeah, and uh, about just, I personally don't fear to get old. I fear the people who will take care of me when I'm not able to eat by myself or walk by myself. That's what I'm afraid of. That's my fear. So actually I'm I'm preparing <laughs> like I, I will have my private nurse <laughs> that know me, like we talked about before. So so I I I can control that. I I hired my own nurse who knows me and give me the best. That's what I fear about to get to a public hospital that don't don't really care about me. But Anyhow, you talked about the question again. No, I was talking about the fear of getting old in, in mm. general. And um, I was talking about the, the temp that as we, as we are youthful, we get visited by these type yeah. of metaphorical demons yeah. that we must overcome. The youthful. Yeah, you know, like I told you before, when it started to snow here in Sweden, we have like one centimeter of snow. I just ran outside and did the snow angels uh, in that one centimeter snow just to be, be playful and uh, just do what I did when I was young to keep me young. Yeah. And uh, I mean, my kids looked at me and looked at me as a crazy old dad. But I mean, I feel really great when I do that young stuff but i don't really understand that people stop doing because if it gives you more than it takes yes 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 and there's something in there about being playful you start off playful you should end playful and it's it's a beautiful thing and culturally um and i know nowadays through countries becoming more developed we're losing a lot of that pride in looking after our, our older generation you know a society is judged based upon how it treats the elderly and the young you know and those who can't um look after themselves so i think as a society if people are scared to go into a nursing home it's evidenced by the fact that that society has turned its back on its principles it's its value system in terms of understanding and appreciating that old people, of older people comes wisdom. There's just so much data out there, but nobody's wise. There's so much information out there, but people are still stupid. You know, this, um, these people like Captain Sir Tom Moore, they've lived through um, situations. They've, they're, they're cut from a different cloth. They have seen the worst of humanity. This is a guy that's fought in World War II. We have people now, including myself, but I came from, I grew up my early years in Rhodesia, which was a war-torn country at the time. So going through war, so I understand what war does. But a lot of people 
don't understand war. Not a world war. This is a guy that's overcome that. And in and around the world, particularly in the UK, we've had Brexit. Whether or not you are for Brexit or not is irrelevant. But people like that who are older, you know, can tell you why things are the way they are because things have a habit of going around and coming back on themselves. And old people have this twinkle in the eye when you, when you speak to them. I used to work in a care home when I first got into healthcare. For the first few years, I used to work in an older people's care home, working with people that were early onset dementia and having physical health problems as well. So I spent a lot, a lot of time with older people. And you can watch a twinkle in the eye when you sit down and you talk to them and say, this guy is fire. This woman, she has fire in her still. And it's a tragedy when you go to care homes and now you see that fire extinguished, not because of the individual themselves, but because of the lack of engagement within the care home, the lack of stimulation, the lack of respect that society has now put on it's older generation when if they could just give us a few words can save 30, 40 years of heartache because that older person will tell you what it's like. Your decision you're going to make today is going to affect you like this. We've lived through it. This is what it's going to look like. That That's the twinkle in the eye that we lose um, every anytime we do not acknowledge um, wisdom. Information is not wisdom. It's not wisdom. No, no, no. It's just information. No, exactly. And I mean, just what you're speaking about is like, like I love to hang out with older people. I have like 10, 15 people who is like plus 40, uh, plus 70. Sorry. No. I am plus 40. <laughs> <laughs> they learn from them. And it's the same for my kids. Like, I really encourage them to hang out with older people, not like me, more like grandfather, grandmother, and so on. And the old people uh, who has the experience about that, so that you're talking about. So I really still, again, the easiest way, like if you don't use it or you don't hear it, you forget it. So, so I really encourage young people to get like mentoring older people. But you know, when I talk to a 20 year old kid who is like, now I'm the best. I don't need to listen to this (laughs) plus 70. He's old. Yeah. But he is old. (laughs) He got something that you don't got yet. So I really encourage on that one to have that dynamic uh, relationship with people. And like you said, people with different perspectives. So your mind is growing and your life is more blooming as a flower. Yeah. Yeah. I I think so. And in terms of the, the wisdom and we talk about the information, the difference in information and, and in the wisdom is they're just in their, in their autumn years in their lives where they might not have the physical energy to make best use of it in a physical um, way. That knowledge that they've accumulated, that's turned to wisdom. 
because now the body is starting to to show natural signs of, of decay and aging. That's fine. But then they can speak it. And those who can't speak it, they can write it down. And those who can't write it down, they can just share it just by observing and you being around them. You get indication. So I'm a firm, firm believer of really taking the best care you can give is to the babies and to the older people generation. You know, you really, really need to take a look at that. I want also I also want to talk about um this whole concept of what you can do in life. You know, there's too much uh, watching other people, I think. If you take a look at say a comparing, there's too much comparison. Yeah, if you take a look at a four by four hundred meter race, you know, running around the track, the track is it's like almost oval shape, and they're different lanes. And those lanes, when you start off in a four by four one hundred meter race, you don't start on the same line. You start staggered, isn't it? From the inside yeah. lane all the way to the outer lane, you're staggered. And only when you really see the final 100 meters does yeah. all the lines <laughs> come together. You know, yeah. the perception is somebody is behind and, oh, oh, and you're thinking, oh, yeah, fine. <laughs> that person's actually in front. There's a psychological thing, psychology there. So this whole comparison in the ages is, is also a problem, I believe. You know, I think we should not compare. People have different times to... to Flourish, as you say, bloom. If you're a flower, you blossom at different ages. Um, uh, Obama was president probably 20 years younger of age than Donald Trump was. He reached that age 20 years younger. I can't remember the age, but there was a difference. Everybody has a different time frame in order for them to achieve their biggest, brightest, boldest goals. Everybody has their own time frame. And Captain Tom Moore, in his 100th year, or 99th year, done 100 laps around his garden, raised his race over 32 minutes, going to raise a lot more. Even got a book. He even um, authored a book. And you will love the title of his book. The title of the book is Tomorrow Will Be a Good Day. (laughs) You know, this is hope-inspiring. It's hope inspiring. You know, there's too much depression on, on this planet because people cannot see tomorrow when you're depressed. Is Somebody of that age has left a book to help you if you're feeling low to have hope for tomorrow. And if you see or care for anybody with depression, you know hope is gone from their lives. But there's somebody for 100 years of wisdom telling you Tomorrow will be a good day. You better listen to that because you might be in your teens, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. Somebody for 100 years worth of life is telling you this. So buy the book if you need it. Buy a book, just read it, promote it. You know, these are the things that I find um, enriching when we stop comparing ourselves to somebody else. You know, when you're young, you say, look, my friends are all doing GCSEs, A-levels, degrees at the same time. So you're, you're, you're benchmarking against people who are physically the same age as you. But this is not what it's about. We all have our own race to race and we all shall blossom at different times. And what a 
beautiful sight it was to see Satomore blossom in that way. I, I believe that he would be a lovely man to meet and follow life. And I mean, yeah, I have some, uh, some of the people around here in Sweden that I met who's been old. I mean, actually like one of the oldest blogger, uh, started at my mom's, uh, adult school. Uh, as a a 95 year old lady who start a computer uh, class and um, then she got hooked and she started blogging as like a 95 year old but you know she could blog about things people (laughs) never (laughs) heard about yeah, Nick on that one, and you know she was blogging. I think she is 105 now, and she's still blogging. And she is a really, really power woman uh, about that. And I hope really like to find the passion because she had been at home for so long time, and she just bumped into that uh, computer class. And I think it was her like daughter who encouraged her, like we need to keep in contact by email and so on. So you need a computer class. But on that way, she stopped blogging and she's doing it still as a, I think she's 105 now. Beautiful. So I've been blogging for 10 years and <laughs> it, it's really cool. It's beautiful. And but she's really interesting to talk to because I had a chance to talk to her as well. It's yeah. like because I'm in her life. Yeah, but uh, the stories, the stories, sorry, I interrupted you there. The, 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 mm-hmm. Imagine the amount of stories that somebody of that age can can tell you, you know? Yeah. Um, and I find it, again, uh, a beautiful tell, somebody learning to blog, to, to be honest, I've written about four blogs in my life. <laughs> this is something else. I <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean, I've been always loving stories. I've been been at uh, fire camps uh, around the world to listen to the old people who is like sharing storytelling every night. And, you know, that's stories that I can't read in school. I can't read it because this is like the, the, um, the native people who's living in the woods and so on in the jungle. But I have the pleasure to actually sit down and listen and hang out with them for, for one week or actually one month or three months. So... That's I'm really grateful to just have heard, have been with them because I can't buy the books. I can't uh, buy the experience again. Yeah. So I'm really happy about that. And uh, I encourage like all people I meet that actually just if they had the comfort zone and do an adventure about the native people because they have so much to share because that have been sharing in the all 
ages. So I'll be like, yeah, natives yeah. is uh, the the book of life. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the real roots. That that's getting back to as close as you can to your roots. Um, we do that a lot in in Zimbabwe, where I'm from. We we like to go to our ancestral homes, although we might live or work in the city. You know, every holidays it's normally a ritual. You go back to what we call Kumusha, means your ancestral home. You go there, and that's where you spend your time. And that reconnection allows you to remain grounded. Um, we talked about the blogging, somebody 100 years blogging, learning a new skill. That is also good to keep yourself fresh and revitalized. You know, um, I'm trying to pick up my, my old bass guitar and pick up where I left off on that. You know, just keep myself fresh. And this is what it's about. Reading new materials gives you a different insight to things and learning. Um, some people were saying um, Sir Tom Moore, you know, should have a memorial for him, a dedicated day and all of these things. I'm all for that. I 100% salute that. I don't believe history is should be um, consigned to things that only happened way, way in the past. There are people right now who are making history right now. There are saints among us right now. We don't have to wait for a Vatican to go through two, three hundred years of debating whether or not somebody has done great deeds. We can see that. We celebrate the great deeds in the moment. In the moment. You know, I, as far as I would concerned, is anyone that has fought in World War II for the country should have been knighted anyway. You know, and every single year we have memorial services for these great men. And you see, and women from different countries, different colours, complexions, different experiences, all played their part. And we have people saying, should I wear the poppy or should I not wear the poppy to, to commemorate? I think you should wear the poppy 100%. You should do that. Have some respect. Okay, you might not agree with what they were doing and the, the situation at that time, but this is about service. And I think if we as a nation and, and as a group of people start focusing more on adding a service, at being off service to each other, to our community, to our wider community, to our country, that's only going to be a good thing. And that's, that's the cloth that Captain Tom comes from, you know, giving back, serving, not asking what the country can do for you. What can you do yourself? He, he got up. Yes, he had mechanical aid, which is fine. He had a mechanical aid to help him, you know, walk around those 1,000 steps. And all of us, given the right aid, can do great things. You're an aid for somebody that has all their faculties in the peak of their life, might not be a Zimmer frame, might not be a wheelchair. It could be somebody just coaching them. A mentor, you know, and then with that boost, they can do go on and do great things. So, what I'm saying is, we have to remain um, young and keen to learn new things, dispel and break um, things that were just taught to us just because we were growing up. Circumstantial information. I think as we grow conscious and aware, now I seek knowledge, opposed to being the recipient 
of information because I happen to go to school or I happen to go to university. Someone's talking to me now when you're Google is such a wonderful thing. You can decide to go wherever you want. Yes. You need to vet your sources, be and all that kind of stuff, vet your sources, but it enables you to learn things that you could never learn <laughs> in any other environment. You would have to go on library, want a book. You have to wait for the book. If the book's been taken out or you feel like me, I would hoard books. <laughs> I always find those ones. Yeah. Library books, I never gave them back. <laughs> no, but I mean, I agree with you too. I think if you stop learning, if you stop be curious and, and you stop to, um, to develop, I mean, I think that's uh, the key to grow old, to be old, and idle as an older as well to do that stuff that's actually it's not the rocket science but you know that the body loves to play be playful and creative and just experience it and um, I think for myself I mean I want to experience so much that is possible during my life and I'm not so much into read books. I am rather sitting down and listen to a person who story tells me from a book or the life. But the most thing is to just want to learn new things. I mean, here in Sweden, we talked about a lot of people are afraid of failure but in uh, translated in swedish to english is like fear of missing out to succeed but if you don't use that word like failure and you use i haven't learned it yet it makes a lot of difference when i coach people like just to change the words instead of failure I just use, I haven't learned it yet. And that makes it much easier to just succeed, to learn, because nothing is impossible until it's done. Absolutely. Absolutely. And every time I hear that quote, um, I do get shivers, because when you say to some people who are doubting Thomases, who doubt the wisdom in that, in that thing, you ask them, if you go back 150 years, you know, mankind didn't know anything about flying. <laughs> I had exactly. no understanding of flying. Within, I think, within 30 years of the Wright, Wright brothers to taking flight, we had almost like, we were fighting wars in, 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 the, in the skies, you know? And then probably 30, 40 years after that, we're now sending people to the moon out of the stratosphere. So there, there are people who are not that old, who are experiencing technology that when they were born or when they were younger, could never fathom what we're doing right now. With this conversation, as long as we post it online, which you will do, makes us omnipresent. We are everywhere at the same time, literally, simultaneously speed of light 
push, mm. push out all this data. We're everywhere. As long as you upload and it's off the server, everyone gets it. From Sweden to UK to Africa to US, they're all at the same time connecting. That's a beautiful thing. You spoke if somebody spoke about that, they probably would have been burnt at the stake if it was 200 years ago. Yeah. Witchcraft. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what yeah. that's what that's what they'll say. That's not possible. But if you go back even before that, go back hundreds of years, even maybe thousands of years, you had the indigenous Indians sending smoke signal signals mm. to communicate village to village, you know, over hundreds of miles, you know, smoke signals. Yeah. You know, there's so much great things. There's so much wisdom that we, we can harness from older people. And uh, bless Captain Sir Thomas More because where he's going, and he was a great believer in knowledge, reading. He is going to be a student. And that was that, that was the analogy of the story. I think maybe you told me about it, or I heard it from somebody that was in martial arts, and this story around a a um a martial artist who reached the zenith of his station. He became a Dan. Is it what's the highest, highest grade you can get? Black belt. So he was yeah, the, ten, yeah, tenth dan. Yeah, it's one of these tenth dan, you know, he's got his own dojo, he teaches everybody. So he has students and uh on his deathbed, you know, he had his students around him, you know, and yeah, he, they're put on his special garment, the black belt and everything. And he told his students to take off the black belt, take it off. And they were like, no, 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 master. Look, 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 you, you're this, you know, you're the master. You're, you know everything about um, martial arts, you know. We want to leave you with the black belt on. He said, no, take off the black belt. Put on the white belt. And the student said, why? Why the white belt? That's for beginners. He said, where I'm going, I'm going to be a beginner. And that, to me... It's another story that really makes you realize for every level you go to in life, even when the physical leaves the spiritual, whatever, whatever level you're going to get to in life, there's another level where you are completely a beginner. You know nothing about what you're talking about. You're above your pay grade. <laughs> you're about yep. your your way over depth. And even what we're doing now with the with these cameras that we're doing, with these podcasts, with these, all this tech that we're doing, there was a time, you know the journey, Jonas, where we knew yeah. nothing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but, but I think, I think that's uh, the great insight to be, to be fearless, to actually try new things. Because I have a lot of friends who is really, really scared to, to get out of a comfort zone to do a new sport because of a afraid of failure. Yeah. Yeah. But when I talk to them, yeah, but you haven't learned it yet. So for me, it's natural because I know how much I grow. And you know, when you are a beginner, you have a much higher um, develop uh, 
develop on your improvement instead of what you have been doing for so long you you will not see uh, exceeding of your knowledge and uh, technique and so on so i mean yeah the story about the black belt uh, somebody else told you but i mean i totally understand because in my wisdom is like a, a black belt is only a white belt who never stopped training and learning mm. So, mm. so so for me it has been that uh, on my martial arts journey it's like yeah i got a black belt but it's because i didn't stop or don't stop learning yeah. or training that's yeah. the difference between uh, like uh, other color belts like <laughs> you stop learning yeah Yeah, you even see it outside of martial arts when some some actors, for example, once they get given accolades, an Oscar, whatever it is, steadily their 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 work declines. Some are the exception to the rule. I understand that, but I'm just saying sometimes when you give somebody that honorary position, they get stagnant. They think they've made it, and there's no room. No, the next there's always another level. There's always another level that you need to go to, even when you on your last breath, what will you say with your last breath? What you what will you think with your last thought? What would you write with your, in your last hours? You know, these are things, these are deep things that if you had control of, yeah, you should be starting to think about it because up until you leave the physical plane, you can still add value. You can mm. still contribute to society. A long society is um, designed in such a way and operates in such a way that they value your contribution. So I, I remember working with people that young, um, older people that have dementia, early onset dementia, and people talking about, oh, this, um, they're upset. It's a very um, heart wrenching condition to watch somebody go through. It is completely heartbreaking. But even in the person who's going through that dementia and losing, the ability to recall, there are stages where they can have some autonomy. I remember helping a patient just comb his hair. I said, look, for his recovery, let's just focus on something that he can do. And we managed to help him comb his hair from left to right. The twinkle came back in his eye. The twinkle came back in his eye. So there are things that we can do to remain um, young, youthful in a heart. I like the way you talk about reframing the words so that somebody can learn and grow. Because sometimes we get fixated on what the word means, you know, like failure. I feel a failure. The word failure means I am dumb. It means I am stupid. It means my mom and dad were right. <laughs> I am stupid. Yeah. It doesn't mean that. It's just a word. Reframing it, as you mm. said, you know, is a very, very powerful tool. And these younger generations, um, I like to help them using gaming type. Um, we call it gamification, you know, where if yeah. you treat life as a game, and as you said, it's something you don't know yet. It's a level you haven't conquered yet. There's a, there's a, there's a garden you have to beat before you move on to the next level. There's a spaceship you must blow up and you cannot blow it up with that missile. You need to have this missile. To get that missile, you need to do this. There's so much ways that we can repackage, reframe um, people who are stuck 
they can't get over the, the, the fear, you know, which is only false evidence of being real, right? It's just fear. It doesn't really exist. You're just measuring something based upon your perceived perception of what you can achieve yourself. And we shouldn't do that on other people. We shouldn't put our own um, abilities, um, how we view our own abilities on other people, or you wouldn't get people like Sir Captain Tom Moore. Yeah, I was thinking about Tom Moore about that. Like you said, he had an expression the next day, huh? Yeah. Yeah. But for me, uh, I think it's the same because uh, like during my 30 years of uh, martial arts, when I as a 15 year old kid met my first teacher and trainer and mentor and friend for that, it was like he had like three, three sentences to me that who been affected all my life. So you're talking about gamification and he said, Jonas, every year you should feel one new thing. You should do one new thing. You should think one new thing. That's three things I should do every year. And then we were talking about, oh, it sounds like gaming. Yeah, you're on level 15 now, Jonas. (laughs) So today I'm on level 46. And, you know, my game is in Infinity Game. Sorry, we lost you there. Level up every year. If I continue to do... We lost lost you there, Jonas. Can you say that one more time? I'm not too sure. We've lost Jonas there for a bad connection. These things happen when we're recording. So all I can say is Jonas, again, he's dropped his bombs out there. You know, the wisdom from this guy is amazing. Um, One more time, we want to give Sir Captain, Captain, Sir Tom Moore another mic drop. Okay, guys, everybody ready? Atomic mic drop. Rest in peace. You did your thing. We're so happy that we as a society, as a people, had the chance to benefit and see the great deeds that you did in your lifetime. Rest in paradise. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to check out MikeDropClub.com and get the show notes and useful links. Subscribe to the podcast. Don't just live life. Make life boom. Boom.